Welcome everyone to Check the Net, Impact 89FM's own college basketball podcast. I'm your host, Colin Pearson, and I am joined today by my co-hosts, Kylie and Derek. How's it going today, guys? You know, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> I think it's going pretty well. I mean, it's been rainy out, but that's about it. Fair enough. Yeah, it is a rainy day. We've had a sunny, warm week, and we're recording Thursday, and it's just been cold and rainy, and it's just going to keep being like this because welcome to fall in Michigan. I love fall. Uh, but with fall, of course, comes basketball, and so we're all Yay. excited. Um, last episode, we <laughs> continued our conference previews with the Big East, A-10, America East, NEC, Big West, WCC, the WAC, and the Pac-12. This week, we've got eight more conferences to talk about. So we're just going to jump right in with the SEC on the women's side. Um, so tournament teams last year, we had South Carolina at the one seed, LSU at the three, who were the national champs, uh, Tennessee at the four, Ole Miss at the one, or at the eight, sorry, Georgia at the 10, Alabama at the 10, and Mississippi State at the 11. Um, so what are you guys thinking for this year? Because I know we're looking at the national champion, the returning national champion, the returning number one overall seed. Um, there's a lot to talk about with the women's side of SEC. Okay, so I'll start with mine. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I don't know how well South Carolina is going to do. I love Don Staley and her recruiting, and she's just a really great coach to have. But they lost probably the most talented class of of girls that basketball scene in a very long time so it'll be interesting to see how they come back from that i don't know if they'll be a super big contender they're still gonna be good regardless um lsu i think is a very obvious choice because they're just gonna dominate i think this year they'll be very tough i'm gonna go with ole miss um <laughs> they're ranked eighth last year um in the tournament they're an eight seed so they're 25 and nine last season pretty good record the main reason why I was kind of look at them is because they have seven seniors and grad students. They have a lot of like seniority on their team, and they got a <laughs> couple transfers in. They have some new girls coming in, so hopefully they'll be able to kind of train them, and the seniors will kind of help them out. So I think it'll be interesting, and hopefully it'll be a very good season for them. Yeah, I know you talked about Dawn Staley. I um, love her. I yeah. picked mm-hmm. South Carolina because yeah. I know she just puts together an amazing team every mm-hmm. year without fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just don't see any reason why this year would be any different. Maybe yeah. it'll be a down year from the number one overall seed yeah yeah but I can't see a reason why they would not be a good team again they mm-hmm. just Don Staley is a phenomenal coach and I have a lot of respect for her I think yes. she's just dominant every year mm-hmm. and that there's no reason why that would change this year in my mind mm-hmm. I think both teams look really really great I mean Don Staley bringing in a bunch of different recruits is going to be awesome and Ole Miss having the seniors and the grad students and good transfers they have a lot of seniority which means they're going to be like they played a lot and they kind of know how the tournament goes and they know what they're doing. But I mean, I think I might have to go with the champs. Fair, Just, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's honestly fair. I mean, LSU's already done it and they had so much good talent and they were just amazing. So I think we can pick them for the repeat. I'm excited to see that. But it's yeah. going to be so much good talent and good matchups all year. So. Mm-hmm. And Kim Mulkey, also great coach, yeah. um, renovates her girls, knows how to talk to them, knows how to coach them. So, yeah, I mean, she's and, just great. And she knows how to recruit and get yep. transfers. As we've seen this year, they've got one of the best transfer classes mm-hmm. and some of the best recruits out there too yeah that that should be really fun to watch the sec for the women's side is gonna be so much fun yeah especially between like those three teams mm-hmm. maybe add tennessee in there mm-hmm. yeah like it's just gonna be a blast super competitive um let's talk about the men's side because the men's side that was dominated by kentucky for year after year after year after year 
has not been dominated by Kentucky in the last two years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and instead yeah. has been dominated by Alabama, who took the one seed last year. Tennessee at the four, Kentucky at the six, Texas A&M at seven, Missouri at seven, mm-hmm. Arkansas at eight, Auburn at nine, and Mississippi State at 11 for eight teams in the tournament last year. Impressive. Very impressive. Absolutely. Um, but I just want to know, what are you guys thinking there? Because, like, we can talk Alabama-Kentucky. Um, personally, I'm thinking Tennessee. I really mm-hmm. liked where they were going. I like the way they're trending. They're kind of trending up. Um, they took down Duke in the tournament last year, which is very impressive to me. Yeah. Um, and then they lost to Florida Atlantic, which was mm-hmm. a great team. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're going to be a big team to watch again this year. Um, I think they have to take down Alabama a few times to yeah. really yeah. earn the respect of everyone else. But I think they're a good team. Yeah, I mean, and we'll get to see them here in a few weeks because they do play MSU, the yep. little <laughs> exhibition game. So excited for that. Let's go. Um, yeah, Tennessee, I agree, is definitely going to be a good team this year. I put Kentucky, so <laughs> even though they have not been dominating in years past, they are consistently have been a great program. Um, they have a lot of young talent coming in. That could be a good thing or a not-so-great thing, especially for their first year. So hopefully their coaches kind of, you know, understand what's going on. You know, they've coached a lot of really great players there. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from last year, and that's kind of why I'm going to be watching what they do. Mm -hmm. I agree with both of you, but I kind of went with Alabama just because of the recruiting class they have coming in. They have a five-star commit, Aiden Sherrill, coming in, and his teammate, Darion Reed, is in Alabama's top three. So if they bring those two recruits in, that's kind of going to be dangerous and very scary. So I had to Mm -hmm. rock with Alabama for the recruiting reason. Yeah, that's fair. And, I mean, they were a good team last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be, again, very competitive, especially between those three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't see any reason why none of the other teams could make it. I mean, they mm-hmm. could all kind of make a run. You know, they, yeah. were, yes. they were all good teams last year. So should be fun. Uh, let's move on to a little bit of a smaller conference. Uh, we're going to talk Sunbelt for a second because Sunbelt – um, James Madison on the women's side was a great team. Um, they were 14 seed in the tournament. They just they play really well, and I am picking them again mm-hmm. um, because they're a strong team and they just really seem to play well as a team. Um, my one hesitation was that they lost their top player Kiki Jefferson mm-hmm. to Louisville um, yeah. as a transfer, mm-hmm. and that one worries me a little bit yeah. for James Madison. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have picked them or not, but that's where my worry is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did not pick them primarily for that reason. That's going to be a that's a tough hit, I Absolutely. feel like to their squad. So, I mean, honestly though they do have still quite a few girls who can play basketball and are very mm-hmm. talented. So, it'll just be interesting to see who fills that hole for them. Um I picked Old Dominion. They were 12 and 2 at home, which is extremely impressive. So, I think that kind of has something to say. Um I mean, again, conference like these, I always say that it could be anybody any year. So mm-hmm. I don't see why they wouldn't be in the running for it. I understand that. That's kind of why I chose Texas State as well, because they tied their record with James Madison, and they also have a really good coaching staff. But um, just because you're saying they have any, it could be anybody any year. So I'm just kind of, mm-hmm. kind of picking an underdog and a different team that could also compete. So I'm excited to see that with just the competition of it. Yeah, definitely. And you know, those were all good teams last year. They were all pretty competitive back and forth throughout the season. Should be fun to watch. Um, on the men's side, it's a pretty similar story with competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, took the 13 seed last year in the tournament. But I'd say there's a lot of teams out there. What are you guys thinking? 
Yeah, um, I did pick Louisiana again. Um, twenty three and eight speaks for itself. It's a it's a good record. Also, I just love their mascot. I'm not even gonna lie about it. That's a great <laughs> name. Um, but again, I mean, once you get a taste of the tournament, it's a motivating factor to keep wanting to go back. And you know, they had one of the best records, and they tied for the mm-hmm. best record in the Sun Belt. So I don't see why they wouldn't be able to go and do it again. Yeah, that's fair, and I definitely understand that. Um, I'm picking Marshall because Mm -hmm. they didn't play any quad one teams last year so we didn't really get to see a full taste of how they can play okay um they played nine and five on the road which is huge that's an Mm -hmm. insane road record if Mm -hmm. you ask pretty much anyone yeah and this year one of their first games which i'm really excited about they're gonna play at kentucky Mm -hmm. and so we'll get a good taste of how (laughs) this team is actually gonna play that's gonna be um i'm really excited to watch that game (laughs) i will be watching that game yeah um (laughs) And I just think Marshall looks like the kind of team that could take down Kentucky mm-hmm. um, just with the style of play and a little bit of chaos, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's that's what my hope is. Um, yeah. Colin, I love your pick. That's Marshall 9-5 to five and then playing Kentucky. That's a lot of hype coming into that. And if that's an upset, that will just change the entire yeah. life. Oh, yeah. But I didn't, didn't go with Marshall this time. I just went with Southern Miss because they have a better record than Louisiana. And... um. Louisiana, and I was just thinking that what if they could actually do it this year and get into the tournament? Hopefully, I will be excited to see that to shake it up a little bit. But um, that's why I chose Southern Miss. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I think that's definitely fair. Yeah, they're twelve and zero at home as well. So yep. I mean, undefeated at home is always really great. Yeah, I mean, I look at their quad one. They did take down a quad one team. They were one and one. I don't mm-hmm. remember who that was off the top of my head, but <laughs> yeah, that that could be a very fun team to watch too, for sure. Um. Let's move on to our next conference. Um, this one, they used to be called the Colonial. They're now the Coastal Athletic Association. So for those of you watching or listening that don't know who the Coastal is, they're the CAA. They're, they've been around. They're just changing their name because they added a few extra teams to the South and are no longer considering themselves Colonial. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. <laughs> it, it's just a rebranding. They kept the same logo even like i don't fully understand the reason for the rebrand but change is nice change is nice sometimes especially when you've got the record of being a regular 16 seed on -hmm. both sides um and on the men's side they were not this year um i will say that and we'll get to that in a second but on the women's side they were it was monmouth that took the tournament spot um what are you guys thinking there? Do you think Monmouth can take it again, or is there someone else you're looking at? I don't think they can take it again. I'm going to be so honest. Um, they were 17. They had a 17 and 16 record. Mm-hmm. So I think they really just stunned in the tournament. Going off a of more record based um, overall, I uh, my picks Northeastern. They were 19 and 12 overall. Really impressive. Um, that is second in the conference. Really good record. And they're ten and five on the road, mm-hmm. which is also a big. really good road record. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that they could definitely sneak in there this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was looking at Northeastern for sure. Um, I ended up going with Drexel because they did have a twenty-one and ten record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they just felt like a good team. Um, they, they were twelve and two at home. That's a pretty mm-hmm. solid, you know, consistency is mm-hmm. key there. But I don't know. I haven't seen them play. I don't watch a whole lot of Colonial or now Coastal yeah. Um, yeah. because it's hard to watch. There's not mm-hmm. any TV coverage <laughs> of it, you know? It. <laughs> yeah. There's barely even YouTube videos that cover it, so. 
I agree with you, Colin, 100%. There's not a lot of coverage of it, but I kind of went with Towson because of their record. Just a very, very good competitive school, and um, they had a 21-12 and 12 record, which isn't that bad for that division. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to rock with them because of that record and how I assume that they're going to be good for that reason. Yeah, and on the men's side, there's a little bit of a switch up from what usually happens in the mm-hmm. CAA. Uh, they ended up having a team with the best record in college basketball Love last it. year Love overall. Um, and that's that's definitely a change from the usual CAA. You know, you mm-hmm. don't see that very often. Um, they went 0-2 quad one, but this we're talking about Charleston, who ended up being a 12 seed this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that absolute dominance last year and like the way that they decided to, or that players kept going with Charleston for this mm-hmm. year, I'm really excited to watch them. Absolutely. They should be another good team. I could see them as another 12-13 seed. I mean, mm-hmm. that's my clear pick in my mind. I agree with you, Colin, because I mean, their record kind of speaks for itself being 16-2 and and 31-4. and it's just That's just insane to me. I think they're the clear and best favorites in that division, and I mean, they're definitely going to try to get another 12 seed again or 13 seed or around there, so I mean, I think it's just they're going to repeat it. Yeah, well, picking the dominating team is not always the most fun. So, <laughs> um, I am looking at Hofstra. 24 and 10 is a good overall record. Um, I think it's really impressive. And they are 14 and 2 in quad four. So, I think that they maybe they're not going to knock off Charleston, but I'd love to see it. I think it'd be great. And if there is anyone that's going to do it, I think they're going to be really good contenders for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I mean,. Between the two of them, I think if there's anyone to knock off Charleston, it's got to be Hofstra. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's not really maybe UNC Wilmington. Yeah, but maybe mm-hmm. even then, like they're 22 and 10, but they're not. Yeah. 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 The the one thing that gets me with UNC Wilmington is they do have a quad one win. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hofstra has two of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were two and two, so you know that that gives me a maybe, but mm-hmm. I still think Charleston's gonna. Kind of take the cake there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get into a league that really we didn't expect to see a whole lot of runs in the tournament. <laughs> and we saw one on both sides last year. Love it. Um, this is a league very much known for academics. Let's go and the smart people. Yep. Um, and it was the same school on both sides. We're talking about Princeton in the Ivy League. Um <laughs> <laughs> and in the win- on the women's side, they were a 10 seed. You know, we could see them winning it as a 10 seed. That's not mm-hmm. a major upset by any mm-hmm. means. On the men's side, they were a 15 seed, and they ended up going sweet 16 and having one of the best runs as a 15 seed mm-hmm. in tournament history. Yeah. Um, let's talk women's side for the Ivy League first, though, because that major tournament win over NC State mm-hmm. kind of solidified themselves as a program to be reckoned with. Yes. Um, what do you guys think in there? Um, Kyle and I have to rock with you on this one. I'm going with Princeton. I mean, they have the best record in their conference, and they're 12-2 and two in conference play as well. And it's just like they've been to the tournament, and they have that competitive experience and that kind of an edge that a lot of other teams don't have. So, I mean, that's why I'm going with Princeton. Yeah, all of those players know how to win in the tournament, and mm-hmm. we've seen it before. And, I mean, I can't see why they wouldn't win it again. That's who I picked as well. Um they were an exciting team to watch last year in the tournament. They had a great game against NC State, mm-hmm. took them down. Um, I'm excited for Princeton next year. 
So I've, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna take Princeton. I was looking, at, <laughs> I was looking at Columbia. Um, 28 and six overall record, really good record. Um, and they were 13 and two at home. So again, I think if anyone's gonna knock off Princeton after their tournament, their big tournament win, it's gonna be Columbia. Kylie, you really like playing devil's advocate, don't you? I do. I don't like agreeing What's going with people. On today? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Been a rough week, Kylie. Yeah, it has. Uh, the rain's getting to you. I that is it. true. All right. Well, I'm noticing we also have a devil's advocate on the men's side. It's not um, me. It's not Kylie this time. Derek, yep. calling the kettle black over here. Um, <laughs> you picked Yale instead of Princeton. And I mean, I know I picked Princeton because mm-hmm. of their run in the tournament. They took down number two, Arizona. They took down Missouri, like two great teams. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking? Why did you pick Yale? I really picked Yale because they have like a really, really tight conference record with Princeton. And I think they're a really, really good team because of that reason. And they could make a run. And just like Kylie in the last two segments, <laughs> I think that they could definitely make a run and kind of shock everybody. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Now I'm rocking with Princeton, Colin. Yeah, I'm on enough. your side. There we go. Uh, um, sorry. It's all right, Derek. It's, it's all right. Yeah, especially, I mean, after watching them in March, they they were so fun and they were so talented. So I'm really excited to see the damage they can do this year in the tournament and hopefully take down two more big teams. Yeah, I mean, I see where both of you guys are coming from. I obviously agree with Princeton. Um, looking at Yale's record, though, and some of their playing, like they they did seem to be a really great team as well. Um, so it's it's definitely a question of, like, could Yale take down Princeton and make a run next year? Maybe. I'd, Maybe. I'd say it's possible. Um, let's move on to Summit League. Um, Summit League is another league that we kind of see a mid-level team in every year. On the women's side this year, it was South Dakota State. They took the nine seed. Um, we're going to refer to them as SDSU. Not to be confused with San Diego State, <laughs> um, just for reference, because it's a lot I of know. words. Yep. It's a lot of words. So SDSU <laughs> is the nine seed last year. Uh, what are you guys thinking, though? Oh no, I think they're winning it again. <laughs> yep. Like I Completely. just like you can't you can't dispute that. I mean, eighteen and zero in conference play <laughs> is pretty. Uh, you know, it's pretty dominant. That's about as dominant as you could get. Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna take it again. I completely agree. I mean, 18-0 and zero in conference play. How could you <laughs> not win and take that momentum into the next season? Mm-hmm. It's like, I think it's a clear favorite. Yeah, I mean, momentum's one thing. Um, the record compared to the other teams in the conference is a completely different thing. <laughs> and I'm going with SDSU as well because they had a 29-6 and six overall record last year. Mm-hmm. You know, great, great team. Second place in the summit had 17 wins. Yikes. They had, South Dakota State had 12 more wins than the second place team in the conference. Like that's how I can't see anyone falling off that much. No. Like even with a few upsets, a few, Mm -hmm. you know, a team that really grows and gets better next year. I can't see South Dakota state losing that. They'd have to lose their entire team. (laughs) I mean, we we're all in agreement there. Like that's, it's hard to argue with South Dakota state on the women's side for the summit league. A lot of sick players for like the entire season. It, It'll be interesting to see where they get placed in the tournament next mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. if they do continue to just dominate over everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they don't, it'd be interesting to see where they get put in the tournament. But yeah. I think they're a team that could make a run. You know, they're yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. They're just that kind of team. You know, mm-hmm. they they have that dominance and that drive. Yes. Um, 
on the men's side is a team that we did see make a run a few years back. This is Oral Roberts. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. They were the 15 seed uh, two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That went into the Sweet 16 and just had a phenomenal year. Yeah. You know, they were they did the same thing Princeton did this year. We're seeing mm-hmm. it more and more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oral Roberts was put as a 12 seed this year because of that run last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it looks like they're a good team again. And mm-hmm. I know, Kylie and Derek, you guys both picked them. Yes. Uh, you yes. want to explain your reasoning a little bit. Yeah. So, um, again, consistency for the past two years, they were 26-5 and five last year. I mean, that's a really good record. Mm-hmm. And then in comparison to, I believe, who was ever in second, yes, there is a eight-win difference. <laughs> that's also a really big difference. So mm-hmm. I feel like, again, unless there's a whole, like, a change of guard coming in on a team, I don't think, like, anyone's going to compete yeah. with Oral Roberts, this, at least not this year. I completely agree. Consistency is key. And in the last two years since they've had that, they've just been, to me, the better team. Like, having an eight-win difference between the two teams is insane, honestly. So Yeah. And having that tournament experience that you kind of need now, I think they're kind of, like, clear-cut favorite this year. But maybe in the next couple of years, another team like Collins Pick could do something. But I don't see it this year. Yeah, it's my turn to be devil's advocate here. <laughs> um, I picked South Dakota State. So I think they're the only team in quad with a quad one win in the Summit League last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty big. I was looking at their um, their games last year, though. They lost a lot of their games in overtime. A lot of their mm-hmm. losses were overtime losses or yeah. like a few points. I think they could turn those those losses into wins next year and really take the summit by storm, challenge Oral Roberts' throne, you know. They they feel like the team that could do it, mm-hmm. um, if there's any team to do it. I can't argue yeah. with Oral Roberts being a very good team. Um, I could see them going again, but mm-hmm. I think South Dakota State looks like a team that could yeah. take them on. I respect it, Colin. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be them. Absolutely. All right, well... Let's move on to next conference, which is the Southland Conference. Um, I'm curious about our listeners, how many of you guys have ever even heard of the Southland Conference? <laughs> I know I have Because they're always 15 or 16 seeds. Facts. And last I checked, I don't believe they have a single win <laughs> wow. in the tournament out of their conference. They're going to change that. Um, it's going to change. Think, this is I their think year. they could change it. Yeah. I really do. I think there's one team in particular that we're watching on the men's side that could do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk women's side first, of course. Um, Southeastern Louisiana took the 15th seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, before they made the tournament, I did not know Southeastern Louisiana was a D1 <laughs> school. Facts. Um, fair, fair. And, you know, I see, Kylie, you picked them again. Mm-hmm. Explain yeah. a little bit. You know, talk <laughs> um, about it. Love it. So they were 19-10 uh, and 10 overall. Good record. Um, but what really, you know, gets me is going to be their 9-1 home record. I mean... That's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, not lo- like only losing one game at home. I mean, that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. So depending on what their schedule looks like this year, if they have more, you know, home games and away games, that's gonna be huge in like their yep. favor. <clears throat> so I think again, they also take kind of got a little feel for what the tournament feels like and what it looks like. So everyone's gonna want to chase that again mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, and and that's fair. Um, Derek, what are you thinking here? Because um, I chose a little bit of a different team, Andam Corpus Crispy. Love Christy, love that name by the way. And um, <laughs> I kind of chose them just because of their record. Being fourteen and four is actually pretty good, and um, in a division like this as well, I think they could bring some serious steam into the mix and maybe make the tournament. We'll see how that goes going against southeastern Louisiana, but we'll see. 
Yeah, uh, one thing I want to note about A&M Corpus Christi, um, they're the islanders because their campus is located on an island, and I just love that. Wow. On an island. Um, yeah, if you look up pictures of their campus, it's so cool. It's literally an island in the ocean. Like, it's it's sick. Um, so, <laughs> while we look up photos, tangent, you know, <laughs> they have one of the coolest campuses. Wow. Well, that is so cool. Yeah. That's so If you're listening, look them up. Shout out to your campus. It's great. Uh, I love yep. it. It's great. Keep I did not pick them on the women's side. Um, I picked Lamar. They had a 17 and 12 record. They had an 8 and 7 road record. Um, but I think they can really improve that road record because um, a lot of those wins were or lo- losses were very close losses. And I think they could probably take down southeastern Louisiana or mm-hmm. AM Corpus Christi. Yeah. Um, just because they were just behind and had a lot of close losses, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they could do it if there's any team. I really like all of those teams, though. AM yeah. Corpus Christi yes. in particular, if you haven't noticed. So. Yeah, <laughs> like that campus, like that school. Yeah. Uh, speaking of A&M Corpus Christi, on the men's side, they did win their conference tournament last year and got the bid uh, as a 16 Ooh. seed, um, which very, very different from a lot of the 16 seeds. They did not feel like a competitive team in the tournament, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I watched that game, they just didn't feel like a team that could compete. Um mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in the Southland Conference, I picked them to win it because they took down the other top team that I know Kylie and Derek both picked. Mm-hmm. Um, they took them down all three times they played last year. <laughs> and while that team might take okay. one or two next season in the regular season, I think AM Corpus Christi can take it again. Yeah. Um, but the other team you guys wanted to talk about was Northwestern State. Indeed. Yes. Um, who has a phenomenal logo, first of all. <laughs> I just want to say that. More things to look up. Yeah. Like, like just just a fun logo. Yeah, you um, But what up. are you guys thinking about with them? Like, Hang on, I'm looking up their logo. <laughs> all right, we'll give it a second then. Yeah. Doing the same thing. <laughs> um, I will say, oh, that's so cute. Anyway, um, I'll start. So they have um, a 10 and 7 road record, which if, let me look at that. Is the is the best road record uh, in the conference, and um, they're also twenty one eleven overall. I mean, one more win, which could mean they just played like one more game, but one more win. And I think again, if anyone is gonna hop in and take that spot, it's mm-hmm. gonna be them. I completely agree. I mean, they have a thirteen and five conference record, which is very close to the Texas A and M record as well. So I mean, if any team could do it, it will definitely be them. As yeah, runner ups. I I want to comment. Um, going back to what you said about their logo, cute, says Kylie, um, to the <laughs> logo, they're the demons, might I remind you. And <laughs> I just I just feel it, it's funny that Kylie's calling a demon logo cute. Um, that's that's all I want to say there. There's yeah. no, other, no other comment. Yeah, I'm going to need you to think about that when you leave here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no not taking it back. No other comment about Northwestern mm. State, you know. I'm taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on to the big south at that point. <laughs> Uh, Big South on the women's side, we had Gardner-Webb take the 15 seed. And for me, it's no competition. Gardner-Webb's going to take it again. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Completely <laughs> it's, agree. It's really, really hard to root against a 29-5 and five team yep. when second place was 15-15. and 15. Yikes. They have like, more conference wins in their record than the second place team. That's kind of wild. It, it's just, <laughs> it's so hard to, 
like root against a team like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, they were as a 15 seed, the most competitive of any low seed in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, they scored 78 points on Utah, impressive, which wow. is pr- pretty impressive. Yeah. Their defense wasn't great. It was a very high scoring game. Utah mm-hmm. had 103, but like wow. they were still one of the lowest point differentials in the tournament mm-hmm. for yes. that first round for the low scoring or for the low seeded teams. Mm-hmm. I mean. They were just such a dominant team all year, though, in their conference. Yeah, you can't. No one's. Yeah, no one's gonna dispute that. Yeah, like. take that away from them at all. So we're all in agreement on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm noticing on the men's side, it's a very similar situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We all, all three of us, all wrote down UNC Asheville. I'll let one of you guys talk about it, so I'm not just running my mouth again. Yeah, but. they were the 15 seed in the mm-hmm. tournament. Yay, super fun. Um, I just think that kind of overall, I mean, looking at like records and stuff, the next mm-hmm. team was 18 and 12. <laughs> um, their road record, 10 and 6, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Next teams was 8 and 8. That's not a bad road record by any means. Mm-hmm. Neutral sites, they were 4 and 2. Home, 11 and 0. I mean, you're not going to touch that at all, I don't mm-hmm. think. So, and you know, again, they've already been there, so they know they they know they can get there and it's just a matter of getting back. So. Absolutely. The record speaks for itself when he's looking at this. I mean, 27 and 8 in the com- overall and 16 and 2 in the conference. I mean, that's without a doubt right there. And they've been in the tournament, they have that experience. I think it's just a really easy pick. Yeah. That's that's honestly really fair. Um, and that actually brings us to our final conference this week. So I know some of those conferences we kind of sped through because we didn't have a whole lot, Not a whole lot to, to talk say. about. You mm-hmm. know, we we were all in agreement a few times, which is unusual and weird. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's gross. It's really hard when you get to some of those conferences like the Big South, where one team has just run it. It's it's hard to root against that team. You Straight know. Up. Or even predict against that team. Yeah. Do we do we hope another team's gonna win? Absolutely. I mean, that'd be I awesome. love a good upset, you know. Yes. But will another team win? Probably at this rate? Probably yeah. not. Not <laughs> looking like it. Um, at least not next year. Yeah. You know, give them give them a few years down the road. Um, but we're gonna get into one of the most exciting conferences in college basketball. I don't think it's even debated. It's arguably one of the best historically as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the ACC that we're mm-hmm. going to talk about next. Yay. And this is our final mm-hmm. conference for today. Um, on the women's side, they had eight teams on the tournament last year. I'm going to run through them real quick. Uh, we had Virginia Tech as the one seed, Notre Dame as the three, Duke as the three, Louisville as the five, North Carolina at the six, North Carolina State at the seven, Florida State at the seven, and Miami, Florida at the nine. And I mean, you hear all those teams, you think basketball, except mm-hmm. maybe Notre Dame. Yeah. But. <laughs> That's what I think when I hear Notre Dame is women's, is, is women's basketball. Women's basketball. Yeah. I mean, those teams are just all so dominant mm-hmm. every year on the men's and women's side. Um, we're not going to mention North Carolina and Louisville's recent fall from glory, but like, <laughs> as for all the other teams, it's just a great conference year mm-hmm. after year after year. Yeah. Um, and I want to know who you guys picked because that's really tough. I had a very tough time trying to figure that yes. out. Yeah, I was staring at these rankings all day and I was like, I have no idea who <laughs> I'm gonna choose. Um, I picked up Duke, so they were three C in the tournament. Very mm-hmm. good. Um, 26 and seven record, very impressive. Yeah. Um, there really is no rhyme or reason why I picked them, to be honest. Um, I just think that, I don't think Virginia Tech can do it again because they were kind of last year, and for me, an out of nowhere number one seed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, 
I didn't know that they were that good. Yeah, um, that's fair. So, and then they're going to be competing with Notre Dame, who is always a very good program. But I think that they, mm. if they have a good year, they can definitely overcome that. Louisville, kind of in their fall from grace a little bit um, with mm. Haley Van Lith transferring. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from one of their best players, mm-hmm. probably ever, um, gracing the Louisville court. But um, I just think Duke. This is a this will be the year, a good window for them to go mm. in and take take a top spot in the conference. Yeah. Um, I kind of agree with you, Kylie, with that. But um, I had to choose Notre Dame as being like the team that's kind of yeah. competitive. I mean, they have a twenty-five and five record, and I mean they're just a really, really good organization. And they will be playing in the in the Illinois with the Shamrock Classic, which is kind of a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. And their coach said it was being they were very excited to play in a game that's just bigger than basketball, so that's pretty cool. I just think I'm going to ride the wave with that hype a little bit, and they could beat out a really good team with Duke. And I mean, with Louisville, so many other players transferring out. I mean, that's just going to be difficult mm-hmm. and um we'll see how they'll be able to compete but that's just going to be hard losing their talent like that yeah notre dame's such a fun team to watch too mm-hmm. so i'm excited to watch them play absolutely yeah i was looking at virginia tech too i mean they were kind of the only team not really reported on last year in the final four mm-hmm. yeah you know, they were a final four team but we all forget about that because they <laughs> yeah. lost to lsu <laughs> yeah and iowa south carolina was like the game of the year mm-hmm. you know so when we talk about virginia tech like they're still a really good team next year. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. don't see them winning it. I see another team coming up from uh, the five seed, really. Um, Louisville mm-hmm. is who I'm looking Interesting. at. Interesting. I yeah. did. I looked at Duke. I looked at Notre Dame. I looked at, you know, North Carolina. I looked at all these other teams, and I just didn't see the kind of progress in the offseason as I did in Louisville, mm-hmm. who ended up getting three, really five major transfers, three in particular I'm going to point out, um, Kiki mm-hmm. Jefferson, who was a top player for James Madison, um, Jada Curry from Cal, who, not related to Stephen Curry, I learned this morning, but um, <laughs> is a phenomenal player nonetheless for Cal, and then Nina Rickards, who was Florida's most recent 1,000-point player. Yeah. I mean, between those three players all transferring in, I can't see a reason why mm-hmm. Louisville wouldn't yeah. have some immediate impact from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they did lose Haley Van Lith, which is, you know, a tough part for me um, because she was kind of the cornerstone of that team. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with those transfers in, they're not only replacing her, they're building up yeah. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited. I think Louisville could make a run next year oh yeah do you think like national championship you know that's really tough that might be a little far-fetched i don't know that it could happen feels too far you think so i think if there's any team from the acc to do it yes yeah i respect that that's fair you know because i feel like from a lot of the other conferences in women's basketball there's a lot of uncertainty Mm -hmm. yeah um and in the acc i mean there is obviously two yeah. But I see Louisville as that team with all the transfers that they got to be a pretty confident number one in my mind mm-hmm. for the ACC. Um, but clearly you guys don't agree with me. No. <laughs> Taking Duke and um, Notre Dame. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I'm just seeing too far into it. I don't know. It They'll, they'll be – you got to keep an eye on them, mm-hmm. honestly, because they're either going to do really well with all these big, really talented players coming in. Yes. Or they're not because those players aren't going to mesh well with what's already built or they're not mm-hmm. going to mesh well with each other. So it's a very kind of up in the air of what's going to happen with them, I feel like. Yep. Absolutely. For Colin, sure. You're very, very, very compelling with your argument. I respect <laughs> you. I was thinking about it. I'm not going to move on my take, but I was thinking about it. I'll All give right. you that. Fair enough. <laughs>
take a win over on that one, you know. <laughs> uh, on the men's side, we didn't expect – we kind of saw a down year for the ACC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or so we thought. Um, but then we ended up having a Final Four team in Miami mm-hmm. in the ACC and a very competitive one at that. Yeah. Um, so the top team from the ACC last year was Virginia at the four seed who ended up losing first round Furman. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, did we all expect that? Yup. Yeah. Yes. I I believe we were talking before the podcast. All three of us We all picked, picked Furman. Furman mm-hmm. Because Virginia just chokes every year in the yeah. tournament mm-hmm. and except for the one year they won the national championship. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. They just they just choke. And so as much as I hate to say it, they're they don't feel like a team that's gonna go far again. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me at least. Mm-hmm. Um the five seed was Duke. Miami was also a five seed. Pittsburgh was an 11, and North Carolina State was an 11, and mm-hmm. that was it on the men's side. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. rough year. Um, That's down. Mm-hmm. But was it a rough year, or was it just an underrated year? Hmm. I, I, I want to bring about... that up because we saw Miami, who was a good team. We all saw it coming. You know, mm-hmm. they they were a good team. They were supposed to be a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember right, they actually they didn't win the tournament, but they or did they win the tournament? They had the best record in the ACC last year, either way, um, with yeah. a 29-8 and eight record. You know, they had a better record than Virginia and Duke. Mm-hmm. You, did we all see that coming? Did You know, I saw, mm. I feel like you could have predicted the ACC was better than the tournament made it out to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think one team making it to the Final Four does not make a conference yeah. because you could say that about like SDSU and FAU and their conferences aren't as strong as the typical Power Five. And just because this is a Power Five conference, this is like everyone t- says this is the basketball conference. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to anyone, this is it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I just expect more out of these teams and yes. out of this conference, especially when it seems like, I don't know, reigning champion two years ago, North Carolina, <laughs> falling apart, yeah. legitimately yeah. falling apart one or two games into the season. And so I think, I definitely think it was a down year. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my mind though, was it a down year or was it a year where we saw teams who we aren't used to seeing when we saw them kind of mm-hmm. pick up the slack on where they have been? But I typically think we do see Virginia all the time. I we, think we, we see do. Duke, we all, see all, the Duke all the time. I feel yeah. like we do see Miami all the time in the tournament. Yeah. Pitts True. typically in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think these are just typical teams. They just didn't perform as well as they mm-hmm. as well as I thought they would have at least Miami did very well I'll never take anything away from Miami <laughs> um but I just think yeah this conference just did not perform well it was a down year this year for sure I mean just looking at it I mean like certain teams are not doing as well and it's just not like the hype isn't there for me I know Miami did a fantastic job but like if certain teams like Duke aren't in like the top two or in the going to the final four of a year I don't see it as like a that good of a year yeah and that duke and unc rivalry was just it was it was felt so flat yeah it was just mid so i mean it, before we get into our picks like do you guys think this year is going to be a better year for the acc or do you think the acc has really kind of fallen off permanently i think it's to be better for certain teams Definitely. Certain <laughs> i think teams, certain yeah. teams like who duke duke I think okay. it'll be another good year for Miami. Um, <laughs> yep. Virginia is typically pretty good, like mid, like anywhere from a one seed to like six or seven. I feel like mm-hmm. they're typically pretty good. Um, I think they'll probably land somewhere within there this year in the tournament as well. Again, we see Pitt low typically, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't think it's going to be 
that much of better of a year. It'll be interesting to see what like North Carolina comes, you know, back mm. and does. Yep. And you know, Florida State would had a rough year yeah. last year, really yeah. rough. Mm-hmm. Nine um, and twenty three, not as yeah. bad as Louisville's rough year of four and twenty eight. <laughs> also, a really rough year for them as well. So I think it'll be interesting. I mean, Notre Dame's typically pretty consistent in basketball, and they mm-hmm. struggled. I mean, I don't know. It's just be interesting. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like these teams are going to get are getting starting to get outpaced by these smaller mm-hmm. conferences and we're going to be, be paying more attention to different ones than we are big east mm-hmm. and the american yeah and, than what we typically do the i mean the acc and honestly i don't think the acc is america's basketball conference i know that's probably a hot take mm-hmm. and people are going to disagree i think it's the big 10 maybe it's because i'm partial because <laughs> i go to a big 10 school yeah. and i've consistently always watched the big 10 but they bring just as many teams into the tournament as True. the ACC, if not more. So that's wild, see, though. That, I don't that's know, a hot like... take. It's a hot take. <laughs> I'll, I'll second your hot take with yep. Big 12 is America's conference. Not the, the Big, Big 12 10. is good. The Big 12 yeah, is good. The Big 12 you is good. All the yeah. Kansas schools, you get Iowa mm. State, West Virginia. I mean, you're looking at all those teams. You're looking at some of the teams being brought in, like Arizona, mm. Arizona State. I, I mean, mean, you could say that about the Big 10, too. You got True. USC, Oregon. I mean... You know, UCLA. UCLA. Those yeah. teams all coming mm. in. Probably some others. I don't know. They keep adding teams <laughs> to the Big Ten. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so. As of right now, mm-hmm. where we're sitting, there has been recent news, recent rumors floating around that the ACC is going to break up. And mm. so I wonder, like, Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina are all rumored to be finding a new huh. conference. Mm-hmm. And I swear, if bring them home. the Big Ten takes North Carolina, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do because I can't do another good basketball school coming in. No, that is true. Yep. But I don't know. And especially if you're right, if those rumors are true and they are kind of disbanding, they're going to be no conference. So yep. there's no America's <laughs> Basketball Conference anymore. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the little hot take mm-hmm. I have. All right, so that's Kylie's full court press. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, Just I got kidding, something no. even better. <laughs> no, uh, let's talk picks though, because I know we talked about the conference itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek, you want to start off? Um, I'm rocking with Duke this year. That's real, yeah. Yep, they're a super hyped up team. I mean, shout out Jerry McCain. I have to say that every time I talk about Duke, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they just have good recruits coming in, and they are number three in the CBS top sports poll for the top twenty-five. And the only schools ahead of them are Purdue and Kansas, which I don't agree with Purdue nope. that much. I'm not nope. rocking with them. Just from a Michigan State fan standpoint, can't rock with Purdue. <laughs> Never. But um, they are just a really, really good, talented program, and they've been talented for years and just running the entire thing. So I think Duke has got to be your favorite. That's that's honestly really fair. Yeah. Yeah. Kylie, what about you? So I can't agree with any of you. That's just, just how I roll. <laughs> um, unless it's like a unanimous obvious thing. So here's the thing. Here I pick Virginia. Here's my stipulation. Not in the tournament. Not for the tournament. <laughs> I will fair. never be rocking with Virginia in the really tournament. They've I let me down it. too many times. True. Um twenty five and eight overall, fifteen and one at home. Really good records. Can't can't dispute them. But I think they're they're just consistently good. If they can get over the hump of the first game of the tournament, then maybe they can make a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. But until they're able to consistently <laughs> not lose in the first round, I can't I can't pick them for the tournament. So, mm-hmm. but I think at least in season they're going to be good. Not Duke good cuz I think Duke's probably going to end up winning uh yeah. the ACC. But Thank you. I think they'll still be able to compete with them. <laughs> yeah, I think Virginia's been a embarrassment in the tournament for year after year <laughs> yep, after year. Yep. With 
with the exception of their national championship run, they've lost to a lower seed team in the first round. Yeah, it wasn't the last five years. I believe. Yeah, coming yeah, for, coming and, for the throne, Colin. Um, yeah, starting That's starting with yeah. the 16-1 upset of yeah. UMBC. And mm-hmm. wasn't that wasn't the national championship year, year <laughs> post after. that one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they redeemed themselves for a year and then continued to, <laughs> to make everyone sad. True. Yeah. All right, um, Colin. What do you have? I'm gonna pick Miami. <laughs> I mean, um, they another were, good pick. They were Great clearly pick. the best team last year. They kind of showed everyone that. No one really expected them to be the best team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to be strong again next year. I think yes. they easily had the hardest tournament run last mm-hmm. year, taking out Indiana, Houston, Texas. Um, and then another thing, another team I think I'll do really well, will do really well, is Pitt. Um, yeah. Because they had mm-hmm. six quad one wins. And that's just a really interesting statistic that I don't think we really look at a whole lot but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a team with a conference like the ACC you know you have a team that's looking up that's moving up yeah and Pitt's doing that they were the 11th seed last year um, they had 24 and 12 record um, they took down Mississippi State and Iowa State last year in the tournament before lo- losing to Xavier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Pitt could should have been a higher seed and I think that they will be next year. Yeah, I agree with you. I mm-hmm. definitely think they should have been higher than an 11 seed yes. in the tournament. That's way too low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I really think Miami and Pitt are going to be my two teams to watch rather than yeah. Virginia. I Duke obviously always looks good, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. As much as I I don't like Duke just because they take down MSU too often. That's you so know. real. Uh, they're, they're a good that. team. I Not have this a lot year. of respect Not for this them. Year. Not this Not year. Not this year. Yeah. Not we'll, we'll see in Chicago. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can't wait to see that. But yeah. So that's our final conference. I know we rambled about the ACC for quite a while there. <laughs> I apologize for anyone who does not care about the ACC. Um, <laughs> but they have a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. Indeed. Real. Um, Indeed. Let's hop into the full court press. Um, and I don't know who wants to go first. Kylie, you seem pretty <laughs> passionate about yours. Yeah, they uh, want me to be if you yelling. Go first, go uh, for it. It's gonna take everything within me not to start yelling about this because I'll turn down your volume on the. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. gonna need that. So this has been a pet peeve of mine. This doesn't just stem from me watching basketball, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. This stems from me playing basketball. Yeah. Now, there is this bright, shiny, great rule. So referees, listen up here. I doubt any of you were listening, but you need to. There's this great rule that is uh, called three seconds in the key. So what that means for <laughs> all of you out there who don't watch basketball, um, that means that a player cannot be have both feet or in the key, has to be passing in and out of the key every for more than three seconds, pretty much. You cannot be in the key, you cannot stand in the key for more than three seconds. Now... Watching post-game, like watching post-play, they don't call that anymore. And I don't know why, if they're just taking a back burner on like the referee's mind. Mm -hmm. But when you have someone who is seven foot one and just stands in the middle of the floor, I'm not going to name names because that's rude, but just stands in the middle of the key, does not move in and out the entire game and gets no three second calls. You're kidding. Mm -hmm. That's that's. In my mind, that's cheating. And it's not, It's listen, it's not his fault. It's not the coaching mm-hmm. fault. The refs got to hold players and coaches accountable for that. So I think it's a referee problem. I know they have a lot of things going on in the game that they're not focused on. Mm-hmm. I've always, you know, players need to be respectful to referees regardless. However, they need to start paying attention to that. So I, I've proposed that there needs to be a visible timer for three seconds in the key. Mm-hmm. Because 
people need to be able to see that and it will be helpful for players to be able to watch in and out. Mm -hmm. I know when I was in middle school playing basketball or when I was younger, like when you first start out, referees are like, you know, hey, got to move out of the key. Hey, watch your time in the key Mm -hmm. or they'll be behind you and they'll be counting it out. So it helps players learn to move in and out of the key. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily like a cheat almost, but um, they need that. And I'm going to be honest, kids in college should know that they don't stand in the key for three seconds or they Mm -hmm. know they have to move in and out. I get the heat of the game. You lose track of it sometimes. It happens. I'm not going to ever hate on anyone for that. But it needs to be something that ref referees hold players and teams accountable for Mm -hmm. so it isn't this big thing of, oh, I'm just going to stand here and catch the ball every time and just, you know. Mm-hmm. not move yeah that's that's honestly really fair um, I think it'll yeah. fix the speed of the game if it, they did uh, yeah, call that I more. agree with that mm-hmm. as well um, yes. because I think we're losing some of that speed in the game yeah mm-hmm. right now it's yeah kind of stagnant in a way people are just kind of standing around mm-hmm. sitting around I'm not gonna mm-hmm. name the name of the person that's highlighted right now but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just kind of getting stagnant and that could lead to kind of a little bit of boredom in a way yeah so. and with that it's it's it becomes extremely hard to defend it too because when you have someone like you know taking a drive in and someone's already there and someone mm-hmm. slides over to help there's already someone right there to be able to dish the ball off to it's an easy bucket regardless yep. if you're going to be able to basketball terms here we go help the helper and help the help side defense mm-hmm. regardless if you're able to that or not it's just too quick and mm-hmm. doesn't matter how quick your help side is going to be you're not going to get there if he's just standing there the entire time yeah so there you go that's my rant i uh <laughs> it bothers me so much so if anyone ever hears me yelling that at an msu game <laughs> it's, it's definitely me <laughs> That's that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I'm going to go with mine next, if you're okay with that, Derek. That's fine. All right. Uh, my thing is I'm so glad, even with all of the conference realignment, mm-hmm. that conference ri- that out-of-conference rivalries are still a thing. And that I they love it, yeah. And they continue being played year after year mm-hmm. and, like, maybe a few years in between. But, like, they're just going to keep going. Like, I- I'm going to name a few examples here of some of my favorites. Um, Marquette-Notre Dame is a fun mm-hmm. one. Cincinnati-Xavier. Uh, was a little bit of a downside recently, but mm-hmm. now they're back. Both teams are great teams. Yeah. That's a fun one. And Illinois, Missouri. Um, I'm looking at Villanova, LaSalle, the the Philly Five. All five of those teams in Philadelphia, like they're just fun to watch. Temple mm-hmm. in there, Penn in there, St. Joseph, like just fun rivalries. Um, Syracuse with all of their teams, like mm-hmm. UConn and all of the other <laughs> New York area teams. Like Syracuse seems to have rivalries with everyone because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Indiana, Kentucky is one of my favorite. That's, a, that's such a fun that's one. A such a fun game. rivalry. And like all of these games, Louisville, Kentucky too. Yeah, the Louisville, that's Kentucky really fun game. One. That's so good. It's, these are out of conference games, you know? Mm-hmm. And you you see them and they're still rivalries and they're still competitive and mm-hmm. like, I really, really love that rivalries don't end when a conference ends. Yes. In college basketball. Mm Because in football, to some degree, they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm worried about losing some major rivalries in Pac 12 football. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm really worried about it in basketball. I think those rivalries are going to get even more heated Mm -hmm. just because, like, someone left and now. We have a reason to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm so excited. I like it. I That's my full court press is just I'm mm-hmm. so glad that out of conference rivalries, that teams continue to schedule them, that teams continue to put emphasis on them, that they mm-hmm. continue getting TV coverage and all that, even yeah. when it's a small team versus a big team or, 
you know, both teams have kind of fallen off since they're mm-hmm. the heat of the rivalry. Even you if know. it's like an exhibition game as well, like we still want to see them play and exactly. see like exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like even Duke MSU. Like that's, I was literally going to mention that one. Such yeah. a yeah. fun rivalry, yeah. and they, it just keeps playing over mm-hmm. and over again. And it seems like the NCAA tournament like sets it up. And yeah, I love it. It always ends game. like yeah. that. Yeah. Always, always. <laughs> we always play them so in the Sweet 16 fun. or Elite Eight. Like if we win, we get there. We always match Duke. It's, it's so, so great. fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I wish that other sports would do that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I really love that it's only basketball. That yeah, had, has those rivalries. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. something special to it. Absolutely, so you know. much fun. So mm-hmm. that's my full court press. <laughs> uh, Derek, what do you got? Okay, so over the past weekend, I'm a big football fan, and I was watching college football game day, and it's just like I was watching Coach Prime, and I'll, he's just such an energetic person, and um. Stephen A. Smith was there and Shannon Sharp was there and they were all just being like goofballs on national TV at like 8.30 (laughs) a.m. And I just love watching them. And I was just wondering if like they could kind of use those same people who are like big on ESPN and just like bring them the different sports and like bring them the basketball, which would be so much fun. And just like I can wake up at 8 a.m. on a random day and like be watching college basketball and have all these wonderful like big TV names just talking about basketball and interviewing the coaches. And it would just be a really fun thing to watch. Just bringing hype to different basketball teams and bringing hype to other teams that aren't as like big in the industry. Like, could you imagine like a Duke Michigan State coach like talking and everybody's just kind of like <laughs> arguing with each oh, other? Absolutely, it would be so much fun. Just like that before a tournament game would be awesome. So I just kind of want to see that different hype, just for Michigan State or any other school. I would just love to see that. Yeah, yeah. no, I absolutely love that, and especially since a lot of them do do NBA talks and they mm-hmm. talk a lot with the NBA. Why not add that to college basketball? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's arguably more hype around college basketball than the NBA even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, hot there take, should be... college is better. The that's play... not even a hot take, that's to be honest. It's just take. true. Yeah. <laughs> like, you look at all the statistics of viewership and all that, mm-hmm. like, yeah. college basketball is just, it reigns supreme. Straight up. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun. I want that media coverage over the college basketball, yeah. too. It'll be so much more fun. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our episode today. Thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode of Check the Net on Impact 89FM. Uh, let us know what you think by connecting with the station on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at WDBM and at Impact 89FM. Uh, reminder that this is our first full basketball season. We're super excited. And the next episode will be a similar format to today's with conference predictions, but that'll lead us right into preseason games. I'm so excited. And this season of madness is only just beginning. Uh, we can't wait to talk about it more next week on Check the Net. Thanks for listening, guys.